All right, it's Plank Show back with you. Live from Cavens Group, 405-573-3048, cavensgroup.com. Gary, you know, we're getting some more rain. This rain's going to move out about 10 a.m., but if you notice leaking, Gary's got you covered. From the roofing side of things, you can call Chris. He'll help you out, 405-573-3048. So maybe you don't necessarily notice it, so what do they do? you got to fix it. There might be mold issues. There might be uh, water removal issues. Gary's got you covered. Fire and smoke damage services, crime scene cleanup, maintenance services, uh, 24-7-365 emergency services for your business, your home. Gary's got you. Cavensgroup.com. Is there anything real quick before we get to the phones, Josh, and we need to hit from overnight news-wise? Uh, the Cardinals had the worst throw from uh, the just in front of the pitcher's mound to first base I've ever seen in my life. Uh, future Dodger Ellie De La Cruz hit a home run after Davey Martinez had them check the knob of his bat because I, I honestly had never even seen that thing he had on the knob of his bat. Welcome to uh, this part of life, St. Louis fans. I know it's it's been a uh, tortured existence for you, but uh, this is what it's like to have a bad baseball team. I saw a Cardinal fan on my timeline. <clears throat> he will remain nameless, but if he's listening, he knows who he is. That li- that had the audacity to say after that, what have I done to deserve this? And I thought to myself, have you gone back and looked at the arrogance of your Cardinal tweets? <laughs> Over the last decade? Well, what you've done to deserve this is you've simply existed <laughs> right. for however I mean, many years. You're, you're, the, the arrogance of everyone that's a Cardinal fan not named Kenny Mossman, uh, it's just its so off-putting. I'm not even kidding, dude. That's why I wasn't a Cardinal fan when I was a kid. The cocky nature of Ryan Parco and uh, Dennis Heath tell to all things Cardinals. I'm like, what do you mean? We got freaking we got Mike Sosha. We got Greg Brock. You're in trouble. Not dealing with that. Uh, football wise, Aaron Parks out of the portal, back in. Of course, a little bit of old news now, since I think that happened on Friday. And you mentioned that you're not getting too uh, too fired up about the announcement that's coming tonight at 9 p.m. for from a recruiting perspective. In your mind, you kind of you feel like that this is up and again I'm going to butcher his name but I'm going to give it one more college try before we go to the phones. Joseph Jonah Ajonye is on his way to Georgia that's your sense right now. Yeah, unless something uh you know changes in this last little bit here, but uh let's see. The uh most recent predictions we've seen all of them in uh in June have been for Georgia. Okay. Including a fong bomb. Ooh, he got fonged. Yeah, and, and this is the rare fong bomb where it's like not 15 minutes before the decision and it gets flipped from one school to another. It's right. it's actually been Georgia since uh, June 6th. Oof, don't like to hear that. 9 o'clock tonight, Central Time. He'll be making his announcement. All right, let's try this. Riverwind Casino, call in line, 329-9000. True Sooner. True, welcome to the show. What's going on, bud? How's it going, Chris? Oh, you can oh, hear we're us. Oh, we're a good start. Wow. Let's I can go. hear you now. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Well, good to have you on, man. How you been? How was your fourth? I was awesome, man. You know, just uh, it, was, it was a long five days without uh, without you and Josh. I got to be honest with you. Well, uh, I appreciate that, man. 
uh, trying to figure out stuff and find out what's going on. And anyway, it was uh, like the song says, you don't know what you got until it's gone. So we, I think for most of the listeners, we can, I can speak and say that we did, we definitely missed you guys. Thanks, uh, I appreciate that. It's very kind. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I know you kind of put this to bed already, but this bad turnip seed, I wanted to, I wanted to just make a comment. No. Hey, we haven't talked about it yet today. We haven't talked about it yet today. Go ahead. So my question is, I haven't heard, I've heard every, every you know, view, I've heard every, uh, you know, point, every, you know, every slant, everything about it. But my, my question is, what is Venable's, what is his role in this? Like, is he upset? Is he okay? Is I mean, have you heard anything at all? Is, is he, is he, you know, as far as the university goes, is he is he disappointed that? It, I mean, what what is his role in this? Is is he disappointed that that maybe Thad didn't get to where he needed to get to? You know, wh- where is he at on this? Do you have any idea? I don't. I don't know. Uh, you know, usually the contact that you have with coach Venables during the off season is, is rare unless you bump into him in a social setting. So I haven't really heard much now. Big 12 media days are coming up next week. And I would imagine true that he'll be asked about it at big 12 media days next week. And I don't mm-hmm. anticipate him doing anything before him, but I, I'm sure there's, there's disappointment that a guy that you brought here that you wanted to kind of be your terms used a lot, right hand man, that it didn't necessarily work out to where he could fulfill the two full years of his contract. But I mean, I, I, I also, I don't, I, I don't think that anything is going to bother Brent Venables whenever it comes to getting the product better on the field. Like in other words, I don't think this is going to be a distraction for him where he's like, I'm mad. I can't believe this didn't work out. We need to go somewhere right. else. I don't think it's anything like that. I just think it's, Hey, all right, this stinks. I don't know if we're going to get a new, to replace this it was a position that didn't exist before um before that got here so i don't know if they find someone to fit in or not but in the end brent venables has bigger things to worry about right now and that's you know getting more than one defensive lineman in that 24 class making sure that his uh student athletes are doing the right thing in their off-season prep so i i mean i it's a good question true but as as of right now i haven't heard anything josh have you no, no. In terms of how Brent feels, no. Okay. Well, I, that that was one thing I was just wondering if he was, you know, because you never know about that kind of stuff. But I was going to tell you, I, I I did go to a couple of Spark games over the weekend, and man, they they're a lot of fun. I mean, I I was uh, kind of looking at it like a a bridge over to the football season. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's really it's it's really more than that. It's it's. I mean, they they've got a long ways to go. You know, they're their uh, uh, their department for promoting it, their promotion department. Um, you know, they they probably need some help on some things. But man, it's a it's a fun product, especially when there's not a whole lot going on. It's worth if anybody hadn't gone out there yet or thinking about going. It's it's I mean, and, and you can't you know you can't get tickets to OU for whatever reason or I mean or or you just want to watch you're just a softball lover lover. It's a it's a lot of fun to go out there and watch them. They they've had some really good walk off type games so far and. Mm-hmm. You know, all those being, lack of information is kind of irritating because you don't, you know, they don't put the uh, batting averages up on the scoreboard and, and they don't tell, you know, and, and so finding that stuff, that stuff is kind of tough. I, you know, DJ Sanchez is doing a real good job. She's improving good. by the game. She's improving by the game. And, and, you know, so 
I, I would like, I wish she had a little segment on your show or, or, or on some show. I wish she could, you know, kind of explain what, but, but it's just the lack of information is probably the, probably the most irritating thing, but, but it's really a fun product to go follow and people should, should at least give it a shot. It's cheap and, yeah. it's, and it's a cheap, a cheap evening out. And they're fun. They're good. Hey, Trip, appreciate your yeah. phone call. Hey, have a great day. Right. See you. I saw, um, I didn't get to say hi, but I saw Tina and Robert at the Baker camp on Friday. They were there. Seems wild that we haven't been on the air since the Baker camp. Yeah, I know. It's like uh, a whole I, lifetime ago. A lot of things have happened. There's, there's a part of me that feels like that was like last year. And then there's a part of me that when I realize and think about how damn hot I was during that thing, it feels like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that's just me. Um, can, can, can I circle back to one thing just real quick? Because you and I were having this conversation off the air. And I thought about it a lot because there's a, and I don't know if you've refined or changed your approach on this, but I remember in our Friday conversation saying to, every time I watch that Cardinal throw to first base, I can't help it. That's got to be the worst throw to first base in the history of ever. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Um, Boy, you're really, you're enjoying this, aren't you? Well, again, not really, because every one of my family is in a bad mood, and I have to go there in two weeks. But it's just when when you have a certain faction of the fan base, it's like, what have we done to deserve this? I'm like, go read your old tweets. Go look at what you used to say. My gosh, you're the most arrogant fan base outside of Kenny on the planet, and I love you all, but accept it. Anyway, okay, back to the point. It, no, I mean it really did look like. Uh, oh, it looks like the kind of throw to first base that you make when you're trying to, I don't know, throw the game. It did. It did. I don't think that's what happened. It just was that bad. Cardinal fans, not the most arrogant fan base on the planet. I forgot about Texas and Texas A&M. But, Josh, we were having the conversation about the reaction to Thad leaving and how I said, I'm surprised how big of a deal this is. And then I added to it, a couple people have said they've been – blown away by how there's a certain level of panic that they've seen based on this move. And it had kind of sold me on, is it really that big of a deal? Mm -hmm. And you pushed back against that. You're like, no, no, no. Kind of along the same lines of what True said, if you look at it from that perspective, it is a really big deal, right? This was a guy that Brent brought in and – in a lot of ways, he had been viewed of the architect of what, you know, Nick Saban had done off the field, right? While things are going on the field and Saban's taking care of that, that was his buffer. Same thing for Dabo and Clemson, and now he comes here and he's gone after, you know, what, 15 months? So, And you push back like, no, no, that is a big deal. You still feel that way? I do think it's one of the first – fork in the roads so to speak for the Brent Venables era but it could very easily not be that big of a deal at the end of the day yes that turnip seed was someone that was brought here to help get uh, building projects put in place right there's other folks that can be equally equally as qualified to do just that the right hand man portion of it I mean that that maybe is a little alarming but Honestly, I'm just – I think more than anything, how is Brent Venables going to 
respond to this. And I think True asked a reasonable question. What is his reaction to it? If his reaction to it is, okay, we move forward, then I don't think it is much of a big deal. Do you? Yeah, I tend to fall in that category, too. And and I honestly think, here's a theory. I got a couple of theories for you, Josh, that have been working through my mind. Maybe at the bottom of this hour, Plank's wandering mind theory in advance of the Big 12 media days. Uh, Things that caught my ear, if you will, as we lead up to next week. But if, if a coach is peeved about something that happens, to me, and I'm not saying Brent Venables works like this, because I, I, I don't think he does. But if a coach or enough people are upset about a firing, even a hiring or anything of that nature, inevitably there's a piece somewhere, a segment somewhere. And more often, you know, it's, it's usually a newspaper piece because, I mean, Literally in sports radio and on Facebook, we can just make up something and you all treat it like it's truth. But there'd be somewhere bashing a move, right? There'd be a how dare they. They'd be a, according to sources, the feeling within the coaching staff here, the feeling within. In other words, the fact that we really haven't seen that, that, that kind of leads me to believe, Josh, that I'm not saying anyone's celebrating this. That's not my point at all. But that there just isn't. Maybe there's not much more to it. You know, it can be simply, hey, you know what? Sometimes things just don't work and things just don't fit as perfectly as you think they will. Um, Sucks. We'll move on. Going to miss that guy. But everything that was planned is still going to happen. It's not going to be that video that made the rounds. Maybe that was somewhat strategic in the timing of that getting leaked. Um, But I don't know, man. I just, I kind of fall into that same category now of I can't believe that this is still something that people are, are worried or talking about because I figured they would move on to freaking out about the fact that there's only one defensive lineman in the 24 class. Or have they been tired of complaining about that already? So they- Maybe. It, it is what it is, right? This is something that we're going to spend time on because it's the offseason, because Oklahoma was 6-7. and seven. It's quickly forgotten, and you move right on down the road. If Brent Venables and this coaching staff gets this thing flipped around the right side of the road and they go win double figure games, go win a big 12 championship Mm -hmm. and uh, the rest, as they say is history. It will be history. If they go win football games, if they don't, and it's another struggle again, then yeah, there's going to be people out there that try to connect dots between, Oh, was that the first, was that the first fracture in terms of the administration with Brent Venables and somebody that he brought in? I mean, that's just the reality of it, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, good good to see the phones work. 405-329-9000. That's a positive. It's a Riverwind Casino jackpot line. And uh, when we come back tomorrow, <clears throat> next week, is Big 12 Media Days. It's one of those, once you hit the 4th of July, you start getting a little bit more content, some more news. Uh, SEC Media Days, I've noticed, to the delight of the, the texter that was mad that we didn't break the budget to go to, was it Destin or where was the yeah. SEC? Yeah, no, that's yeah. correct. Destin or wherever it was. No, we didn't break the budget. I've noticed a lot of uh, 
Oklahoma-based entities are making their way towards SEC media days this year. I, I Again, I, I think it's foolish if you cover OU to go to an event that they're not at. But in that same vein, it makes sense to me. It would. I wouldn't be breaking the budget. I'd be sending one person or that. But, I mean, it, we're not playing anyone there this year. And to me, there's a part of we got to be focused on 23. That's someone sent an article from a, the Knoxville News. And, uh, their columnist, John Adams, wrote four football teams that wish they weren't playing Tennessee in 2024. And in my mind, I'm like, great, the 23 season hasn't happened yet. So I'll, I'll worry about the 24 and the SEC when we get there. I'm more intrigued and excited and in anticipation of what this is going to look like in 23 uh, before my mind will ever let me try to imagine what's going to happen in 24. Nonetheless, a Tennessee team that hasn't been able to show historically that they can put together back-to-back good seasons. So I'm going to stay a little bit less than knee-jerky on that. Then when we come back... There were a couple of things in anticipation of Big 12 Media Days that I wanted to pose to you, Josh, to tell me if I'm on the right path or if you think it's absolute, complete, and total hogwash. We'll get to it next right here on The Wrap. We are live at Cavens on a Thursday right here on The Ref. In fact, Gary is up working in the Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Also in the Norman OKC area, 405-573-3048. Uh, maintenance services, roofing services, 24-7, 365 emergency services, water damage, drying services, investigation and test, uh, testing. Learn it all at cavensgroup.com. By the way, real quick, before we get back back to the phones, early reaction to seeing Chet Holmgren in a Thunder uniform? Have you watched the two summer league games yet? I, I have not, no. But okay. uh, what have I you taken both. away? I like him. I like him a lot. I do have to couch some of what I'm seeing with he's playing against dudes who are either, you know, heading overseas or to the G League. So Second I'm trying round, to undrafted. Yeah, I'm trying to couch that a bit. But when he stepped up in competition, he's looked pretty good. I'm really excited to watch Wenbinyama tomorrow night and see what he looks like but in pulling back a bit i'm excited if i'm a thunder fan now what, what was the thought process in Wimbanyama not playing the first game was it just we're going to ease him into this thing i think so which what's i mean what's the point of that there's like 14 people in the arena just playing <laughs> i think that um i don't know josh it's a good question maybe they just want maybe he wasn't in great shape yet i, I don't know but Maybe they wanted to have him get a feel of watching it, but he's going to go tomorrow night, and they sold out. That Vegas league is going to be fun. Oh, and the NBA did announce they're going to green light the in-season, mid-season tournament, which I'm still confused by because your stats will count, but it won't go towards any regular season record. And when you win the title, if you win that title, you still have a second half of the season to play. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll get a fake champion in the midseason, and then we can, you know, get a real champion at the end of the year. So confused. All right, to the phones. Riverwind Casino jackpot line on a Thursday. BFC is back. Good morning, BFC. How are you? 
I want to make – that's a personal question, by the way, from the waist up. Hey, Sorry. I want to make a huge donation to OU, but I only want to deal with turnip seed. <laughs> OU is screwed, by the way. They're screwed if that's the problem, if that's my, my – uh, if that's what I want to do. Gee whiz. So I, I think it's hilarious. By the way, the phones have been so screwed up today. I thought this was – this. My, my professional radio calling career was over, and I was going to have to spend more time with family like no. Turnipseed wants to. At 50 years old or so, he's going to retire, uses the old family line. Listen, did we need to buy this cat a Corvette uh, to get around faster in Norman to see his family? Could he not move around town faster? Traffic in Norman is not that bad, especially during the summer. Does he not have FaceTime on his iPhone to see his family more? The old family line. I'm thankful I don't have to spend time with my family. They've all croaked, so that's a good deal for me. Hey, but one thing I do love about the OU mouthpieces, when he got here, he was the best thing in sliced bread. He was marketed uh, very highly by OU people. I don't want to bring up any names. Toby Rowland. And I heard Toby talking about you know, how great he was going to be. Only one person basically that could get a big construction deal going for OU and raise all this money was uh, Snapseed, okay? So now that Snapseed's gone, Toby Rowland is talking about this cat like it was no big deal. Anyone can build buildings now in OU. So I just think that's funny that after the PE teachers are gone at OU, the, loops all, the, the lips always get looser. I think that's funny. But, uh, Hey, one thing, uh, Kale, our boy Kale Gundy, is going to be at the Big 12 uh, Media Day coming up soon. I think that's going to be interesting. Who do you like in a fist fight, our man Brent or Kale? That's going to be interesting. <laughs> keep an eye, keep an eye on that. I love that. I love that. So uh, it is interesting, though. Back to our boy Turnip Seed. A dead dog could build buildings at Alabama and Clemson as much as they were winning. And Clemson wasn't winning until our man Brent got there. Let's keep a uh, let, let's remember that. So uh, th- this cat marketed himself very well. Let's just let's remember that Joe Biden could have built buildings at Alabama with Nick Saban winning as as much as he did. So it's all, something smells fishy about this deal, though. No one leaves a $350,000 job with company car in times like this, and Hunter Biden snorting it up in the White House. Economy's down in the dumps, like I predicted years ago after this new president coming in, and uh, stuff happening like this. No one leaves a job like this to spend more time with their family when they live in the same town. Plank, your thoughts. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the phone call, BFC. It's I think I've got fly. I, one one thing though. One thing. Remember, if you treat people like crap in your life, sometimes your turnips will get plucked from the ground. Time for me to fly. All right. Thanks, BFC. It sounds like he wasn't a fan of of turnip seed, and then he turned his anger on Toby and myself. I guess mouthpieces. It's, like I said, we'll see. We'll see what the deal is. I, I have nothing bad to say about Thad. I thought Thad was awesome. Um, nothing bad at all to say about him. And I think he was essential. I mean, he did a really good job of making sure that there was that separation between Brent. 
and you know the off the field stuff that can sometimes become overwhelming for a new head coach. Now I've said this over and over. Uh, they've got a great director of ops, and they've got a great dude in, in Woody Glass that will, I'm sure, take on more of that responsibility. But again, I, I would say, you know, it's Oklahoma's still going to build the football facility. Still going to happen, and I don't, I don't think that you have to besmirch or beat someone down in order to still celebrate what's upcoming for OU. That makes sense. It's it sucks. It sucks that it didn't work out. It sucks that um, this had to happen. But if if he's saying it's for family. I'm not going to question him. I just spent Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I just spent five days with my family. It was awesome. Now, granted, I've got a 914 and spent more time on the phone with my son than I've ever had. Uh, The one thing that I learned during those five days was that I've got to make more money, Josh, because when I'm not around what my wife and my kids do, is spend all my money. We went to Target last night. As they should. Holy smokes, dude. We literally, we went to Target, and it was, hey, you each get $30. Talking to the girls, because it was like a gift, something that they get. 30 bucks. 30 bucks. That's all they get. I'm like, all right, do your thing. I walk around with my 9-year-old, get all her stuff, blah, 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 blah. Um, the bill was like $200. I still don't know what happened. I have no idea what happened. But it went from being a trip that should have been 60 bucks between the girls, right? Part of their part of a gift. I think it was like a we, we do like at Christmas, they get to open a card and there's like, "Hey, here's what we'll do in June, here's what we'll do in July." I think it's kind of cool. Wish my family did it when I was little. But you know what it is, Josh? It's expensive. So, some people might be in a place where they're well off and they've made a lot of money. And in the end, they can spend a lot of time with it. They don't need another job. I have come to find out that even in making what I make, I can't afford that quote-unquote family time because they spent all my money. But I'm not going to besmirch anyone that says, hey, especially if they're in a in, – that's fine financially. He's, dude's done well for himself. If he says he wants more family time, I'm going to listen to him. I'll, sure, there might be more to it, but in the end, in the end, they made the decision to go with another direction. And Brent's going to get asked about it, Big 12 media days, and we'll learn more there. Boy, BFC. It's almost like he had a vendetta against him, to be honest with you, Josh. Almost like there was some deep-rooted anger there. It, it felt that way, <laughs> yes. By the way, I, I want to just give you the – Instant reaction to BFC. All positive. Yeah. Um, first, there was this. Your station is trash. Why you play this guy? Is this another horrible move from Joe C? Um, from the 405, BFC just got a new fan. Good call. That's what. A, hang on a second. What a wide range of... <laughs> What a wide range from one texter. Your station's trash. Why you play this guy? Is this another horrible move from Joe C? It's not the direction you would have thought uh, that maybe would take. 
Right, right. And then the very next text is, BFC just got a new fan. Good call. I mean, they... <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was where was this one from? Can you please hang up on this jack knob? What's a jack knob? Can I say that? Probably not. Um, BFC is a clown. That's from Kindle. BFC your needs so- his own segment. Sure, sooner. Um, that's that's not going to be a popular take with some. I don't think so. All right. Uh, thanks for the call, BFC. Man, didn't we do a show on this on Friday? I guess also, you know, in it, everyone had some time. And I, I know that that Kale, Coach, got a lot of you guys refer to some things that Kale said. Um, I, I haven't heard it, but it's it's not that it's not. I'm I'm not trying to tell you anything isn't a big deal. I'm just here to tell you right now. Nothing's changing, right? You still got to go win football games. You still got to go recruit, and the facility's still being built. You know, that boom, boom, boom. Those things are still happening. Brent Venables is still going to have a balance between football and off-the-field stuff, and you're going to have people that are making sure that there is that buffer so that, that off-the-field stuff doesn't take too much away from his ability to coach. So you, all these things are still true. But in the end, Josh – I'm, I'm intrigued by how Big 12 Media Day is going to go next week. I've already moved on from this. Some of you have not, and that's fine. To each their own. But when we come back, I'm going to try to dive into a couple of stories that I'm very intrigued by. A few, a few maybe hot takes that I'm workshopping leading into Big 12 Media Day next. The Ref, live from Cavens Group. Okay. As we welcome you back into Plank, to the Plank Show on The Ref, we are on location today at Cavens Group. 405-573-3048. Steelman's going to be here, too. I forgot to mention in my first hour shout-outs, a big thank you to Mike Steely, who actually dropped off the equipment for the show today. How about that as a teammate, Josh? That's what you want in a teammate, baby. Top five stories today coming up here in just a bit. And tomorrow's show will be live from Riverwind, and then we're starting – a new, you know, Toby's got the draft, right? We don't really have anything for the summer that we do to help us fill airtime. And I was motivated by uh, watching a couple of old movies this weekend. One of those which I, uh, and by the way, happy birthday, Sylvester Stallone, 77 today, Josh. 77. Reality TV star. What reality show is he on? I don't uh, know. This. Like Meeting the Stallones or something. Really? Yeah. Is that the – Netflix says they've got like a documentary coming out on him, or is this his family thing? Uh, yeah, no, I think that would be something different. Hmm. Have you seen uh, – hmm. what's uh, Tulsa King? Have you watched Tulsa King? I've not watched Tulsa King. I, I watched a couple of episodes. It was, it was pretty okay. good. I mean, it's – going to be hard to ever top Lincoln Hawk fighting for his family, John Rambo fighting for our country, which in the same vein, so did Rocky. But, but, happy birthday. That wasn't a movie I was watching, though, Josh. I was watching High Fidelity, John Cusack, top five. So I've been motivated in list season by coming up, with the top five stories for every, I mean, every college football scenario you could come up with. 
that we could fit into the 50-ish days until the start of the college football season. I don't have my countdown clock right in front of me. It's only in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studio. Top five, uh, and, and some will be related to OU. Some will be related to the rest of college football. A lot will be related to the Big 12 and the SEC. But as I was working through this, 58 working, days. And media days coming up, right? I was working through my hot seat, my top five hot seats in college football. And there's a name that I, I don't feel like gets mentioned because everyone's on a big Texas is back and Quinn Ewers is the third best quarterback that's going to be draft eligible heading into this season. And, you know, they're going to go beat Alabama, just all these things. I just – I don't necessarily know if it's a slam dunk that Sark's ever going to coach a game in the SEC. <laughs> so so I, I'm, I'm, here's, my, here's my point. Here's my question. I know, I know that this is a reach. Is there a chance – that if Tech has another really big season and Joey McGuire continues to crush it on the recruiting trail, unlike we've seen for Tech football, could he become – I know, by the way, add, add a little caveat to this, the history. Texas Tech did hire Chris Beard, that it, or, and then Chris Beard got hired away to Texas. That didn't go so well. So there's a little bit of Tech to Texas, Lubbock, to Austin history. And Tech Teen, I'm not trying to steal your coach. I'm just making his point. Is there a chance that if McGuire continues to star and Sark doesn't get to 10 wins, are they get embarrassed somewhere like Tuscaloosa this year? Is there a chance Joey McGuire could become the apple of Texas people's eyes? Or will they always be shooting for something in their mind bigger and better, like an Urban Meyer? Or, I think, hey, Nick Saban. I think there's uh, a little bit of a difference between basketball and football in that, yes, Texas fans probably would have, for the most part, larger goals or even an inferiority complex toward Texas Tech. We're not going to hire the Tech coach away, but – I mean, if they're really good, if McGuire's really good and they continue as this dark horse team this season and things go wrong for Sarkeesian in a year where they're expected to go win this Big 12 conference, I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's a possibility. That would be a name on the short list, yes. But mm-hmm. I do think that the majority of Texas fans would feel like, eh, still beneath us because he coaches at Texas Tech. Maybe I'm wrong. Because, it, again, I don't. What's the best way to put this? I don't necessarily think that Sark has done anything wrong. I mean, I felt like he's he's built, he's tried to sell. We don't have any talent here. We need to recruit these kind of players. And at least according to those that follow this on a day-to-day, minute-by-minute basis, you're seeing that. But again, I step back, I'm like, Texas has never had a problem in recruiting. You know, this is – I've. I, I've never, outside of two transition years where they moved from coaches, and maybe you had a third, Mac to Charlie, Charlie to Tom, and then Tom to Sark, that's chronically a top, you know, five to ten class that they're bringing in every single year, Josh. So 
when they're like, oh, man, they got to recruit these kind of players, in my mind, I'm like, it's been a development problem that seems to be taking place. So, I mean, this has got to be a big year for that. His coaching staff seems to be pretty salty, seems to be pretty good. But I also wonder if Tech beat Texas last year. And it's the last year of the Big 12. And if they continue to be kind of the toast of the town, there is nothing more Texas, it seems, than Joey McGuire. I mean, that dude, outside of the UTSA coach, Jeff Trailer, uh, he's a 1A to number one, Joey McGuire. So I don't know. I, I just, I was thinking about Big 12 Media Days. I was thinking about this is the last time for OU in Texas. But I also was wondering, you know, Joey McGuire, if he continues to roll at Tech, not only at Texas, Josh, but does he become a desired guy if Jimbo, if things don't work for Jimbo Fisher? Or will both of those places look at it and say, no, 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 we got to get someone from X, Y, and Z? Could it even, you know, I'm just pigeonholing everything to Texas. I mean, if, if things go south with Billy Napier, I – I guess the bottom line in talking my way through this, the question becomes, is this going to end up being Joey McGuire? We're always trying to find that next place for him because of what he's doing at Tech. Or is there a chance that he can do something at Tech like Mike Leach did and be there for a minute? Oh, I think, yeah, absolutely. There's a chance that that could be the case. And with the, the Big 12 changing the way that it is, honestly, Texas Tech might be a better job than it used to be in the past with Texas and Oklahoma moving out of the picture and the big 12 being what it's about to be. I mean, it's wide open for business for Kansas state, for Baylor, for TCU, for Texas tech, for these newcomers, Cincinnati. I mean, it's, it's wide open for somebody to turn into the, the year in year out power program and why not Texas tech. And yet for McGuire, you know, the more successful you are. And if Texas fails, then, yeah, because of his ties to high schools in Texas, the reputation that he has, he would have to be one of the first names at yeah. either Texas or Texas A&M if and when the jobs come open. Yeah, true. How about if things don't go well for Brent off the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? McGuire to OU. I guess I'm not too worried about things not going well for Brent. But I just I wonder would you start thinking about that next big thing in coaching, could he be that guy? Could he end up being that guy? You're not that guy, pal. Could he Could he be that dude? All right, quick break. When we come back, the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Plus, we'll get you ready for the top five stories today. And I think we're going to hear from Gary Cavins, who's up in Tulsa doing some work as part of the incredible services that Cavens Group provides, and that's where we're hanging on a Thursday right here on the road. All right, to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Uh, Gary's going to join us a little bit later on the show. We are at Cavens on a Thursday. Um, here's the 214. Plank. Target is just Walmart-level stuff in prettier wrapping and marked up for the appearance of quality. You're being played. Hey, this isn't a me problem, bro. You need to have this conversation with uh, Gwyneth and Emma Plank and Sarah Elizabeth. Yeah, basically any man 
that has a girlfriend or a wife. Yeah, <laughs> game over. You're going to Target. You go to Target. Hadn't been in a while. I like the Norman Target. It's nice. Yeah, he's got plenty of space, got plenty of room, got a little Starbucks in there. It's good. It's a good Target. Brazilian Sooner writes, wondering your thoughts on only having one All-Big 12 preseason selection. I thought Stutzman would have made it, if any, on defense. Guys have much to prove this season, and I think they will. I didn't really have a problem with it. You know, I, did I think Stutzman's, uh, Stutzman belonged in the first team? Sure. But, I mean, Johnny Hodges, the, Nor- uh, the Navy transfer, was on a team to play for the national championship last year. Colin Oliver is, well, probably going to get a few more people that will return the ballots that had Colin Oliver on over Stutzman. It's wild to say this. I don't think there's some sort of, well, Texas and Oklahoma are leaving the league, so they're not going to vote for them. Okay, that might be fair, but I, I don't, I mean, I don't think anyone would have looked at it outside of a handful of media members that way. And remember, this is a media poll. This isn't a, a coach's poll. This is a media vote. Uh, so I thought Ethan Downs being on it was a little bit surprising to me. But the people that had a beef, uh, Woody Washington, Billy Bowman, Danny Stutzman, you know, Dylan Gabriel, maybe, just based on his numbers, over Jalen Daniels, maybe Javante Barnes. Uh, I, but again, numbers-wise, Reese and Devin Neal, I think ended up with more yards than he did last year off the top of my head. My point is, I'm, I don't know, Josh, I didn't lose too much sleep over it. I was surprised when I saw it was only one. But it was the same thing last year. We were doing the same thing last year. Now just go out and prove it. I'm not going to – I'm sure it will be sweet little message board material – or uh, bulletin board material. Should be, right? You'd hope. You would hope. All right, top five stories of the day. Coming up next, it's the Plank Show right here on The Ref.